in a land where we played Age of Sigmar for too many days in Amsterdam. Welcome to Always Strikes Last. <laughs> this is this is the podcast where we talk about Age of Sigmar. Indeed, where we <laughs> strive last for podcast. Oh my Some god. Insights. Yes, uh, I'm joined by my co-host Jack. Matt unfortunately could not make it today, and we're happy to welcome back uh, assistant coach of Team USA, Mike Vaginos, and also uh, player on Team USA, Noah Singh, uh, for today's uh, Always Strikes Last. And uh, with any luck, uh, Mick Wendell of the Irish team will be joining us in a little bit. So welcome, guys. Welcome to the welcome to the welcome, show. Welcome, guys. Yo. Full name is Jiwan Noah Singh. Oh, I'm sorry. I will make a note and we will get you right in the, in the, we'll, we'll edit it in post. You don't have to do that. Please don't do that. It just confuses people more. <laughs> uh, man, so it's been just a little bit over a week since, uh, since Worlds. It feels like it was yesterday and it feels like it was forever ago. It's been a week. Yeah. Right. I think. Time is a whole I concept. think so. I don't know. It does seem like, from the outside perspective, time would flow differently there in that uh, magical place of high moral values. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. I think some, some people did some time travel there, but um, not as many as I kind of expected. No. Yeah. yeah. It, was, um, we, <laughs> it was a mild year, for sure. It was a mild well, year. We were also in like a a very nice hotel that was mysteriously at a truck stop. Um, yeah. With surrounded only by fields, it, a casino that a poor, a, a shitty casino. Yes. Yeah, very, yeah. I was very, very disappointed. We walked in, they took our picture. I was all excited to go gamble <laughs> and uh, look, looked around and um, not a table to be found. So we quickly left. I was eating. I saw him walk over, <laughs> go in, and then like 20 seconds later, walk back out. Oh, yeah. Beasley's back. got that photo of us literally walking out. He captioned it. USA gets kicked out of Amsterdam. <laughs> nice. Oh, that's so good. <laughs> but no, it was, it was Jack. It was literally just all like slots. And they had two electronic roulette tables. I'm like, I'm, I'm not going to sit down at an electronic machine. No. No, no that, I, I get that. That's, that's not the discerning gambler's paradise. That's like if you really want to spend your money and become a poster child for sadness. Please sit down. But. Yeah, I'll just go down like some back alleys <laughs> in fucking New Jersey. Yeah. Now that being said, there used to be penny slot casinos that if you had played there for an hour, you got access to the buffet. Um, and we used to go and entertain ourselves on like the Pokemon game or whatever for an hour, and then eat the buffet when we were in college at the Yonkers Raceway. That is go. a good financial decision. Yeah, I that support that. That feels better, like in a lot of ways. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. just sort of like a a, a very time consuming <laughs> scam for a mediocre buffet. Yeah. I, I would I, I would love to know what the actual like breakdown worked out to because I'm sure it felt pretty good. But like, he spent an hour on a penny slot. I bet you still probably spent thirty dollars. Yeah, I could have could have spent thirty dollars. <laughs> I always won, but that's different. We always um, claimed that it was uh, cost effective to go and play the penny slots because you get free drinks for the four hours you were there. But oh, would you get four drinks? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> the cocktail waitress is not coming around to you. I'm not, I promise. You. I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm not sure that math ever really worked out. Um, no, I'm sure someone another, at the at the casino has done that math. Actually, another betting tip. My my friend, we used to go bet on the ponies there, and it was uh, it was like chariot racing. Mm-hmm. Like oh, they yeah, didn't yeah. actually ride them. Those are fun. Um, and oh, nice. he would always bet on the heaviest horse and he had like an amazingly high hit rate. 
<laughs> I don't think anyone has ever. I don't think anyone has ever considered that that betting strategy, but it actually kind of seemed to work. That's wild. I, I um, was like that. So, so lackluster <laughs> casino aside, was, the rest of Worlds was pretty good. Yeah, it was really good. It was really good. They put mayonnaise um, on yeah. everything. Well, yeah, so we were at this kind of uh, hotel complex. It was a very big hotel, uh, which was kind of fun, I guess. Um, and it was kind of nice, too, that people were sort of sequestered there. It was like a little bit hard to get into town. But that just meant that we were all hanging out the entire time. Which was kind of fun in its own way, you know. There was there was always someone you knew just sort of like posted up in a weird corner near the grab and go um, beer situation. And you yeah. could just kind of like... If you walked through or had a down moment or whatever, you'd find someone that you'd either played previously or knew to be able to hang out with, which was really, really, like, pretty excellent. That's yeah. fun. So the people aren't getting too distracted by just, like, the shining lights of Amsterdam and all that. It's just pure yeah. work I was, and Euro truckers, which is... Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 was, <laughs> I was definitely ready for a much more raucous event because the night we get there, Richie goes off and meets the Spanish team Right, because he's got he's, he speaks Spanish. He's from Spain, and uh, he's like, "Yeah, I tell you, he's like, I talked to the Spanish captain. Apparently, half of his guys are on mushrooms right now." And I'm like, "Oh, well, this is the event we're doing." I see. <laughs> <laughs> and they, you know, they were pretty. They were pretty locked in. That might have they helped. did great, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they did fantastic. Um, it was it was definitely it was the first or the night before the teams, like the last night of the singles, it felt mm-hmm. like we were all down there until 3 a.m. just having a good time. And I'm like, okay, cool. This is going to set the bar. But man, dude, round one hit at first night, mm-hmm. quiet. Everybody was yeah. laser focused in day one. It was like, <laughs> well, we used up all our thunder early mm. um, and uh, just got, got right out at it. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, so uh, it was great. It was my first Worlds. Uh, no, was it? You guys have been been before. Both Mike and I have been three times. Okay. Uh, I guess different... technically I've been to Worlds twice, but then I did ETC before that. Sure, that's just that's just proto Worlds. Yeah, nice. Yeah, nice. it was it was in the Serbian hangar, which was I, I still tell you. It's like my kind of like grandfather of Age of Sigmar. I was like, back in my day, we went in a hangar where there was no air conditioning. And we had to <laughs> pick up these words called dinar. <laughs> we walked up hills both ways. Yeah. Get there. That's all yeah. Serbia is, is hills. <laughs> nice. So you guys are really the grizzled veterans of the scene. That's awesome. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, I had a great time. Uh, did you guys have a good time? Yeah, I loved it. That's no, I wanted to come on a podcast and tell you what a terrible time I had. Yeah, right. Negativity out. Someone's got to balance uh, this positivity out. I was way too happy in here. I swear to God. The, the absolute <laughs> bitching about worlds is about to commence. Let's get. Uh, <laughs> but. Um, <laughs> nice. Oh, uh, oh, Mick is joining. Excellent. So we'll have awesome. we'll have one more. Um that's exciting. Uh, yeah, so it was my first world. So going in, wasn't really sure what to expect, but uh, had a fantastic time. Played six awesome games. Uh, one of which was against Noah. That was exciting. So mm-hmm. uh, that was really oh, fun. you guys we, played we together. Had a good time. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. First uh, match of the entire event. Awesome. That's the dream. He smashed me good. So that was 
Oh, yeah. I, I told you my narrative for the army before. Yeah, it was. Boingers go Was boing, it Bong Bing is? or Bing Bong? I can't. Bing Bong. I can't. Yeah. <laughs> Subtle but important distinction. Yeah, exactly. The, the, the sequencing matters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you if, bing, if, then you bong. If exactly. you bong, bing, you mess up and you lose that game. Yep. Sure. Um. <laughs> So yeah, so do we want to go through? Uh, let's go through round by round of yep. the tournament and sort of go. So obviously, round one we had Team Ireland, Team USA. We've chatted about it before. Uh, it was the epic showdown of uh, I don't know two teams who have been on this podcast. I guess that's right. Yeah, <laughs> I, I gotta say, the podcast we, showdown. Before we <laughs> jump into all the epic things that happened, as as sort of the observer this one, I was very torn. I didn't know who to root for. I was rooting for you guys because obviously USA and lots of friends and in the team. But I was also rooting for Ireland because of Mick and Miles, and mm-hmm. I kind of wanted to see like a cool running situation happen where they just <laughs> shot to the top. Well, now, spoilers for anybody who's listening, that didn't happen. <laughs> this, is, this is definitely like a rocky one moment like rocky didn't win you still rooted for him but he definitely didn't win yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> but right. i would say ireland come. ireland did better this year yes. in the sigmar and i think you overcorrected in terms of the partying but that's okay we can work on that um yeah yeah, yeah. we'll we'll dial it in i feel like it's it's natural to overcorrect a little bit and then you want to like sure find sure. that sweet spot um, yes. but the, but the, uh, you guys seem to loosen up after our round two. Um, felt like that yeah. was a good first round knew, knew a lot of the people on both sides and kind of like really nice to play friends immediately. Right. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, uh, so yeah, so, uh, Noah, we, we had our first round. I had my Nurgle versus your gets. Uh, I would love to give this a, uh, another shot. I don't know that I'd, it would go any better for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was in it was in presence of idols. Um, I underdropped you, yep. and that, knew so that did everybody your, else, though, so. your your only chance of getting on any points for any turns was to move on to them immediately. Um, yeah. I ran up, shocked off your screens, and then piled in and attacked everything. <laughs> yep. Um, which worked pretty well it did work um and uh yeah yeah we didn't have a super it wasn't super long because board position wise you did a cool thing with kind of like splitting choosing some units to just like split for the sides because uh i only have two threats and one threat was not going to be enough to clear your middle um which was good that that probably could have helped more on differential but i also won that third that third round turn prio uh which uh probably yeah. took away any chance of squashing it um and i got all my idle points which was good it was good um no you played it well uh definitely it's a tough mission for me because like you said i have to go first and i have to push myself to the middle because it's the only way i'm going to get my points which lets yeah. you just come fight me as immediately um yeah i did find over the course of the event i do have a lot more play into like the squig herd style list mm-hmm. but the bounders are just they hit like a truck and I cannot handle two trucks at once. It turns out. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. They also have, they also have a really great way. The, the shocks for clearing screens and then piling in is uh, very effective. Um, and then together with Scragrot, who also has a pretty good way of clearing screens. It's very hard to kind of keep them off you. Um, Mm -hmm. because they're really trying to 
tag something with the shocks and then pile in so that I can be in charge of activations. Um, it also didn't right. help that I got all my spells off turn one. Well, I mean, you okay. know, I brought the one mediocre wizard, so that was yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. The They're all on seven, so, so yeah, like, yeah. Fair yeah. enough. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! But it was a fun game. I enjoyed myself, and that's really what we're here for. Uh, Mick, Mick has joined the chat. Welcome, Mick. Hey, Mick. Can everyone hear me? Yep. Yes. Oh yeah. That's fine. We're just uh, regaling I did. I did. everyone with how the first game between Miles and No One Off the Boingers went boing. Flawlessly. Uh, so like, yeah. They and then that, they bonged. From that yeah. moment on, we, we we basically said we're not putting a speed bump in front of gifts anymore because it's just not big enough. Yeah. The, yeah, uh, that the, list the, is also different, right? Because it's 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 so much faster. Mm. Than, and it hits so much harder than a lot of the squig herd ones. You can actually sort of just like mid-engage them and hold them. While the boingers just it's just too much damage. I was having a really good game against, uh, I think, Norway's Gift Army. And no matter what yeah. I, like, like I, listen, coming from someone who's played Lumines for the past six, eight months, like, I don't really have the uh, the ability to complain about anything, but by God, no matter what you did, you were still getting, it was like, nope, not enough, not enough, not enough. Like, oh, look, perfect. Shotgun with 40 Sentinels. Excellent. Cool. I get almost clicked back. And another unit, the Gobblepalooza that you killed, to the wound i'm just gonna bring them back as well it's like, it just it was it was it was infuriating and um and what i i actually you know we didn't have a gift there it was my biggest issue saying gift was that i had not any reps against it so my initial approach to going this will be grand i'll just make sure he overextends i'll shut down his squig herd because it's going to be easy and um it'll be fine but on turn two, I had so many decisions to make. It took me about forty minutes to do my turn two, and I timed out at the end, at the start of turn four, um, and uh, I had like fourteen seconds left. But that was that was literally the lack of the experience and reps against it. But I was just had so many decisions to make, and I, even though I made the right decisions, I was like, I wish I did this about two months ago at least, so I could have at least been prepared and made the decisions ahead of time. But uh, yeah, it was a, it was it was eye opening nice. to see how well, redundant the army or how much redundancy the army had. And Mick, who did you play in uh, in round one? It was Vest, uh, Jeremy, right? Jeremy, yeah. That was, that was, How that, did that, that go? Was a, what was the highlight? That was, that was a slog of getting through little hairy dwarves. Um, there was just so many. The thing is, he uh, he was he did. I don't know if he, as a team you guys did something that we didn't think of in round one, which was actually worry about the alpha beta thing, and that essentially cost that matchup for me. Now I still won, but it was it still cost the matchup because I I won, but not by enough because was, he had the he had the two overgrowns in the middle and it was corner deployment deployment uh, was it pre- yeah presence of idols yep. so yeah, we yeah. had the the corner deployment and he had the perfect overgrowns in the in the middle perfect scenario with the perfect map uh, and he just hid his entire army. Oh, I, uh, I, I got. Be, uh... Yeah, so like sense. it was, it was, and that, and like that, we even learned in that instance was like, right now the alpha beta is pretty important. We can't use our alpha and beta unless we absolutely need them, save them for later match, matches in the preparing. And I suppose getting our ass whooped in round one probably helped us kind of to to understand that a bit better because uh, you know we don't we don't have a big uh, a big group of players doing you know doing this. So if someone doesn't enforce it or if someone doesn't shove it down our throat, we just haven't really done it that much. So. Yeah, we got. I got caught. In, I thought I was going into a great match there. I, I was like, "This, this is fine," and it would have been fine. It wasn't for those damn trees. 
Yes, that, that, <laughs> that was actually going to be my that was actually going to be my highlight that I talked about was like I loved yeah. that we threw Jeremy at you because like coming out of the pairings like I got to watch kind of like you know everyone's reactions like you know who felt good who felt bad and it was just like and it's it's really kind of funny to watch because like I I literally distinctly remember watching your face make and he's like yeah I feel pretty good yeah. and Jeremy's all like. <laughs> Bless your heart, son. This is going to be a real small win for you because I'm going to sit on these trees forever. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I remember coming around each time I made my rounds. I was just like, yep, Grimrath's in the trees. Coming back around, still Grimrath's hiding in the trees. Oh, my like, God. <laughs> you know, Mike, I wish we could have a snapshot of everybody's faces in these matches. Like, what the confidence level, like, poker face-wise is going into these matches oh, versus yeah. the outcomes. That would be really fun to see. Yeah, it, and, and that's kind of one thing, too. Like, because I, like, so, like, being in that, like, that nice, like, kind of coaching role with Sean, like, we got to kind of, we, we got to see the forest instead of the trees, which was nice. We got to see all the moving mm. parts going. Um, and there was, you know, there was a lot of rounds we came out of it where, like, our players are looking confident, their players are looking confident, and we and Sean just looked at each other like, well, somebody's got to be wrong. Like, not, not everyone's going to get yeah, – yeah. not everyone's <laughs> going to be right here. So. That was oh, yeah. me. That was me against Denmark Lubinus. Yeah. yeah. I feel like there was a lot of moments, especially because well, I was feeling that having the no uh, assistant or no coaches, no non-playing coaches, because half the time, at least for me, I'm looking up at a moment in my match and scanning – the faces of all of my teammates being like, ooh, ooh, huh? yeah, <laughs> mm. yeah, <laughs> you know, like, oh, Mick's look, Mick looks like he's having a fucking time over there. That's not great. Uh, or like, uh, oh, you know, like Richie, Rich, this is like Richie's eighth smoke break of this turn. So like, uh, <laughs> like that can't be good. Or it's great. I don't know. Actually, I don't know if that's good or bad, you know. It could be yeah. good, or it could be out there like Ben Affleck and that meme, you know. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> I I had someone come over to me and ask me, you know, oh, it's going well then. I was like, no, I'm getting smashed here. And it's like, then why do you have a smile on your face? Go play a Warhammer and the sun is shining. What's there not to like? What's there um, not to complain was... about? I traveled halfway across the world to go play War Dollies with new friends. <laughs> exactly. Absolutely. Noah, Noah speaks my language. I. You know, I might want to smash people, but at the same time, you know, you, this community has been built on the fact that we have branched out over a year, we've connected with people, and 10 years later, I'm still talking to people that I live a thousand miles from, you know what I mean? And that's, yeah. that's, that's huge. And world it's, is literally the epitome of, of that, of, like, it's not, it, you, I, I did not see 50, 60 strangers at the weekend, or sorry, 200 strangers at the weekend half the people are recognized remembered have close relationships with even though it's only over abusing each other on twitter so (laughs) (laughs) my favorite part is like we're we've all like adopted this like wrestling motif of like we can trash talk on twitter but in just good fun it's like the best (laughs) so so team america uh, absolutely smashes us uh, 120 to 40, which is for those at home, that is the absolute maximum number of points that it is possible to earn, and uh, uh, and the absolute minimum number of points it is possible to earn. So, uh, great job. Did, 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 we, did we earn 40 points? I think we only earned no, we 30, didn't. We earned way less than 40 points. Yeah. <laughs> I certainly didn't earn any points, that's for sure. Uh, <laughs> that's, yeah, but, uh, but absolutely great. So, who did you guys, Team America, who did you guys play, uh, in the round two? Uh, we got Italy. Italy. Great, great folks. And they, they did quite uh, well overall, right? Also, they they were yeah. honestly like, you know, you know, state secret alert here. They were on our radar as far as like a dark horse for the event because they really yeah. stepped their game up in Milan. They got better in Prague. 
a lot of people this year kind of came in and really didn't give them any kind of lick. But like we were we we really liked their their comp. We liked their players. I mean, everyone in on that team was very good. And 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 you know, results speak for themselves. They they finished very well, and uh, we had a hell of a round against them. Nice. Sort of sort of checks out historically too. I mean, Machiavelli from there, endless war in among <laughs> city states. I mean, they are a honed razor edge. Pretty much. I gone. got to play the same guy this year that I played last year on their team. Oh, nice. nice. So was that, was that a good thing or we a bad were a thing? yearly tradition. Well, last year, <laughs> last year he twenty owed me, and this year I twenty owed him. So we're well, there we like, go. The so series is one. series is tied. Uh, <laughs> this was this was also kind of a weird round too. This was the uh, I think everybody's air quote like not favorite stack because it has all the weird missions in it. Uh, so you kind of you kind of come into this one. No one's happy. No one's figuring things out and. You kind of like take your game plan yeah. and put it on its head. So this was also the the round that we got to play on stream. So for anybody interested in checking out some of those games, they were a lot of fun ones. To, oh sure, to, to watch. Oh, on the TSN, right, right. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so Jack, this is the round where you have both dwellers below and twists and turns. So lurkers below. Don't don't remind me. Get that fantasy battle stuff out of here. Lurking. We're not dwelling. We're not. We're not happy. We're down here. I see. <laughs> um, but so uh, those both those missions can go uh, tits up in either direction. And so it's just it's a 40 point swing waiting to happen mm -hmm. uh, when you least expect it. Um, mm -hmm. So it's really hard to have any amount of confidence uh, until everything's over in terms of how things are going. Um, Mick, we did OK. I think we, we beat uh, Austria. Just, yeah, I think that was uh, we that was 85, 75 to us. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It was a, it was pretty close. That was my highest scoring game of the whole of the oh, whole. Oh yeah, weekend. you 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 came out swinging in that one. Seventeen yeah. points was it? I was. Yeah. I mean, I was. Uh, I had a pent up rage from getting destroyed by Git so hard. And <laughs> just, <laughs> took it out oh. on this poor Fire Slayers player. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I think the secret to my success though was that he's really a Seraphon player who got told he needed to play Fire Slayers. Um, right. And. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I think uh, the Nurgle match into Fire Slayers, we both want to do the same thing, and I just do it a little bit better than they do. If we're both yeah. trying to play the same game, you know, if we're playing, if like if he's playing Fire Slayers like Jeremy does to try and play a different game from me, then it's a much more, you know. But if we're both just trying to do the same thing, I just do that better than he does. Yeah, two speedsters racing around the table there. <laughs> exactly. <Yeah. laughs> Those ten blade kings, man. Yeah. Uh, Mick, who did you have in that? Uh... I'm just trying to remember because you were going to ask me that. Um, what did I play? That Seraphon player? No, there was yeah, no Seraphon. Couldn't player. have been only Gavin. Only Seraphon at that event. Yep. <laughs> was he the only Seraphon? <laughs> That's right. Yeah. <laughs> what an absolute hero! He didn't even um, know he was wearing his Jurassic Park shirt the entire weekend. Oh, like, oh amazing. And he he didn't even someone pointed out and was like, Is that because you're playing Sarah? He was like, holy shit. It is now. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's great. Well while Mick tries I, to remember I, I, what he would play, uh I played, Mike, I, I played against a guy called Junior, so um, whoever that was, I'll have to I'll have to find out. I can't remember my <laughs> second game. I wasn't even drinking on, on, on the first two days. Uh, no no excuse. It's just a big haze. Yeah, <laughs> it's probably the, world the problem. Does, man, it's like it's such yeah. a surreal like weekend, you know, or a week for a lot of folks. So, oh yeah, yeah, but, uh, it was it was it was uh, it really was like I was I was wrecked at the end of day one because it was so it was all I don't I didn't stretch. Do you know what uh, I mean? 
I didn't have my. I, we should have played a game the day before or something like that, but we didn't yeah, stretch. Yeah. So my head was wrecked after day one. Like in a in a, I need to go to bed, and nobody would go to bed because we were all talking about tomorrow. And I think we got to bed at like half one, and I was in bed from about half eleven, sitting there waiting for everyone to fuck off out of my room. Because <laughs> oh, yeah, I, guess, was, uh, I get you there. Ours, yeah. ours was the middle balcony. And, you know, I'm quite, I'm quite a sociable person, so I'm too nice to tell everyone to go away. But at the same time, I was just sitting there and, yeah, so uh, it was a... No, Dave, I definitely remember doing the same me. where I was like, Dave, can you shut the fuck up and please go to bed? <laughs> yeah. Just, <laughs> Mike, just uh, before we finish that round, what was your highlight of the highlight of the round against Italy? Um, I'll be honest. I really loved watching uh, Matt Beasley play against his opponent. Um, his opponent was um, playing Gitz, and okay. uh, Beasley was on Zinch. And they, of course, they were on twists and turns, which is, I, I really think, a fun mission to watch because you don't, you can't really call it any which way. Sure. Um, but my favorite part and distinct memory on the stream is is listening to Beasley call his shots because he's just having fun and just like trying to be a little cocky with it. But yeah. it just turns out right every single time so like matt beastly as we called him was like oh, saying, nice. yeah this objective is going to turn on for me boom nailed it it's going nice. to turn off for you boom sorry about your luck he's oh, like my God. didn't have to kill much squig hurt at all um it was just like uh, uh, i love watching those like real big like emotional battles because everything was going right for matt nothing was going right for his opponent and the best part about it is and i judge a lot about someone's character this way is it didn't matter how bad things got for his opponent that guy was a total rock star he had a smile on his face was having fun and just kept trudging through it so a lot of respect for team italy for that alone so i can just see it right now you know matt would like the secret sidebar of extra destiny dice from like the the world from Sage for being like, yeah. <laughs> I can use Destiny Dice on twists and turns rolls, right? Like, boom, yeah, right? Boom, 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 <laughs> boom. It felt like he had him. It was just kind of ridiculous. <laughs> oh man. So so going into uh going into day two, uh we were not as rested as maybe we had all hoped. Uh about you you guys had a nice early bedtime though, if I remember right. I think a lot of us uh some saw of us. we had a some lot of us. us saw that we had Denmark in, in in the morning. Some people were like, "All right, let's oh, have a chat. Right. Let's have an early night." And then Noah's famous last words. Some of us, I think, took yeah. that and and <laughs> I I personally stayed up a lot and was being quite sociable. Um, there you go. But I also knew I didn't have to roll dice in the morning. So <laughs> fair enough. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. You were you were meant to be leading by example, Michael. That's right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Do, do do as I say, not as I do, boys. Get in yeah. the fucking bed. We, we had we had a uh, we had a plan uh, for Mike, which was some of the countries will bring a bottle of liquor and try to get your team to drink it at the beginning yeah. of it. And Mike was like, "I got you guys." Nice. I, I will jump. I will jump on the grenade. I might not be useful next round, but yeah. <laughs> I may need a nap. That's awesome. Luckily, we had Denmark, and those guys are straight laced during every game. So, oh it's the most pleasant round. It's there. They're the hard, the hardest round, and the most pleasant round. I think yeah, that the, the two times that I've, or I, I, once as a coach as well, so three, uh, we've played them has been like they are their way of playing Warhammer. And I liked when he gave a speech when they won and lectured everyone about playing Warhammer their way. Um, oh, that nice. was very funny to me. But he <laughs> like he, he like the the like they're just so clean, such intent. Um, and just playing so hard. Um, their clock management is on lock. They're 
have little printouts. They have people bringing them snacks. They have like, it just was like, they were like a machine to play against. Slow, and, slow um, down, Noah. Slow, slow down, slow down. Hold on. What you say there? Next time, <laughs> How would you play Warhammer for dummies? Can we start again? <laughs> uh, be live in Denmark. Yeah, go make friends with Yannick and and Rune, uh, and go play Warhammer every day, all day. Uh, those guys are fantastic. I was actually chatting to Rune before because, uh, like, I and then I spoke to him after. I was like, um, "You really were deciding every single point of your army, not like like angular points. I mean, literally each yeah. of those two thousand points he chose." was carefully chosen. And like when I read his write-up, because I was speaking to him about it before, and I read his write-up and I was like, yeah, like it's, 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 it's such an impressive approach to really go back and do your homework, look at each of your unit choices. Why are you in my army? Why are you there? Okay. And to have a really brutal conversation with yourself. Like I had, uh, I had, before the points changes, I had uh, um, the Enlightener on my list. Okay. And as you can see, there was a, a quick switch. The base was ripped off and put onto a Calligrave. And the only reason the Calligrave is the points. Okay. And I, 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 to be honest, I was telling myself the erasure spell is good. It's not, guys. It's crap. All right. The, the, uh, <laughs> the little once per game points that you put down plus one cast. I was like, oh, that's going to be really useful. Like on turn four, it's, good. it's crap. Uh, and then. I, so like that was a waste of points, and then I was I, the reason I didn't take uh, the Kathler instead was because I wanted the heart renders, which is an extra twenty points that I didn't have the points. And I was like, yeah, but the heart renders move as soon as they come down. And I was like, yeah, it doesn't matter if they move when they come down if the rest of your army's not getting to do what it does, you know. So uh, I lost, I potentially technically lost the gift matchup because of that, um, and made my matchup worse than that. So I was like, I was really impressed with how brutal he was with each of his units. Uh, evaluations mm-hmm. and then he's like right you don't belong in this I need to move you because you're not doing what needs to be done and then I saw his matchups his like his matrix for all the matchups there and I was, that was really impressed with how many good matchups he had because I looked around and I was like like we were we had our hands tied by the mark we had no beast we had no KO we had no gift that was a big problem alright um, but I was like well, I don't tell all it. our like, secrets away yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but I was like I can't play a, a large portion of a lot of their armies we played against because I, I, as I said, I literally took my list off BCP, played a few games with it, changed it up a tiny bit, not much. I kept the basic premise, one drop, loads of sentinels, techless, you know, that narrative story when he shows up in a cavern with all his buddies. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, that, that, that was it. But I was like, I was like, now I really want to go to an army and dissect it every game. I want to play more armies so that I understand why I need things in the, my army choice to deal with certain sure. things, you know? And then when I saw his list, I was like, like, when I saw it before Worlds, I was like, that's fucking genius. Like, it really is. Like, it's such a smart play. Everybody's playing, bringing things to play against Luminous, right? But they're expecting 40 Sentinels, not a cow. Right. You know? So and, it was and, and, an Altharion. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was definitely an unorthodox list, and I remember, like, even when we got paired into it, too, like, just watching and, and just just having a little fun heckle with him too i said this is the most famous cow in this fucking room i hope you know that it's like it's the yeah. only one that everyone was talking about it's like one cow why you took you metrica for one cow and he's like yeah. hold my beer i'll show you or i guess yeah. really <laughs> no, those guys were eating bananas during the game so it's like i hold my bananas. it was yeah uh, hold, hold my hold my ice water and bananas yeah. oh my <laughs> god you gotta keep your uh, uh potassium levels up you know it's a very potassium heavy uh sport this <laughs> it's good it's good for your brain 
even yeah. even feels <laughs> like like when you <laughs> show up <laughs> to race day and you're like hungover and you just are like emaciated and someone else is like in peak physical condition. They <laughs> 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 so I had electrolytes, I had bananas, I was drinking water. None of it helped. Yeah. <laughs> well, it was, it, was, it was fun. Sean and I even kind of uh, had a laugh. It's like we watched, um, you know, their 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 coach and their assistant and like a couple of their friends all bring in. Everyone brought out like, here's your granola bar, here's your banana, here's your water, here's your granola bar. But meanwhile, I'm bringing my teammates beers, and um, <laughs> we had a close round. So like, look, what works for some doesn't work for all. So yeah, no, we're not <laughs> we're not we're not changing that. Yeah. <laughs> we have a drink matrix, and we stuck to it. We did very well. Yeah. yeah. I feel that's like awesome. the American machine does actually run better in like beer and Cheetos, though. That's sort of like how we're conditioned. You just yeah. bring over a bunch of Dunkin' Donuts and uh... <laughs> <laughs> that's a secret. What's the old so Russian we're... saying? Any any machine's a smoke machine if you hit it hard enough. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Team Ireland's on a on a on a temporary ban from drinking during games, so we can start to you know uh, up, uh, be functional alcoholics again. Because last year we were not very functional. You were not functional. I mean, you guys yeah. were legends. Yeah. You were legends, yeah. <laughs> literal. Yeah. I, I suppose the I suppose the, the the mentality last year compared to this year was very different. Last year, it was eight individuals going over to play Warhammer and enjoy some Warhammer. There was no real team there. Uh, we were fairly individual. There wasn't really a drive in Ireland. There was no one really there to kind of go, "Wait, guys, this is the the goal." It was just a kind of case of, "Let's go to Worlds. Let's." play and that and that's about it okay and Cue the always oh, sunny in philadelphia music yeah right exactly yeah. <laughs> the, the gang so, goes to worlds yeah. <laughs> well, this, which is fair year, i mean like it's like yeah. how a lot of people do it sure yeah that, well, that, was, that was our first, our first world with a lot of people and i think there was only was it myself and ken there was only two or three people last year who had actually experienced international team warhammer because we used to go to etc back in fantasy days so we actually knew what it was but I knew trying to, you know, squeeze anything more than what we squeeze anything more than bringing warm bodies to a table was not going <laughs> to happen last year. You know, now, unfortunately, one of those warm bodies got arrested. But at least this year, the difference being was no, that no arrests so far. Yeah, well, no, arrests, event. but regardless of results or any any auxiliary behavior, the one big difference this year was that Team Ireland went in as a team. Uh, a lot of people wanting to do whatever they need to do for the rest of the team to get what they wanted. So Miles had a great, uh, had a great turning point in, in Underworld Gaming a, few, like a good few months ago where Ken, Ken was great this year, but Ken's a very seasoned um, uh, te- uh, team event player. And he basically broke it down to, guys, it should be almost impossible to get 20 nailed, first of all. That's the first thing we started that. Except for when said. you play Noah. Just throwing it out exactly. there. And, <laughs> and my Team Norway match, which we haven't talked about, but it's coming up. Yeah, but then we, were, then, then, we were, then we were kind of maxing it out and we were kind of looking at it, right? Turn one, four or five points most games, right? Except for your lurkers and stuff like that. And then like turn two, again, you should be trying to get four or five points. And as, as long as you're playing that kind of like uh, to just grab as many points as possible, we kind of figured out that most games among five ter- uh, across five turns, including a grand strat, 20 points should be somewhat achievable, all right? That mean, and in most games, twenty-eight. Your opponent's probably going to get like twenty-eight points, maybe twenty-nine, depending on the mission again. Um, so we worked it out that people shouldn't be getting smashed more than like sixteen, four, seventeen, three at the worst. You know, if if you just scramble for points, if you're if you're put down in a bad matchup, you go. Don't focus on trying to win the game. Don't put yourself in bad positions. So just, just get, try and get your. Get, can you get twenty points? Can, yeah. Can, <laughs> 
You know, can you, like, can you get 20 yeah. to 20? That's the yeah. goal now, the new goal. Yeah, just, and, that's, just and, like, that's, and that's it. And then you, rather than trying to score your max, you're just trying to reduce the differential between your, you and your opponent. And then you take the opportunities that arise if they're good opportunities. You don't jeopardize your plan and fuck it up, but you, 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 you reduce the differential in, in Wilds' position where he was playing an army, which essentially was being bust all weekend with our fire slayers player. You know, and our and our effect player. We had three buses, guys. Like, that, like come on, three buses. I mean, we had so, four. Are you kidding me? Richie was also. <laughs> yeah, true. But uh, like that that, <laughs> that, that, that change all of a sudden for some people, just like uh, it, it, it made a huge difference. It took the pressure off you, Miles. First of all, you mm-hmm. felt that you're going into your games. You had a job, not you didn't have uh, weight on your shoulders. Pressure, you know, even though it was intern, probably it could be internal pressure to win a game, true. but. But anything that we would say to you, right, Miles, anything over three points is a win in this game for you. And you got your three, four points like a four out of six games. You know what I mean? Yeah. We, we, we you know? talked about that, Miles, in the first time you had me on, too. It's like a lot of times you're looking for matchups to just lose less, right? That's mm-hmm. the biggest mentality. It's like, as long as I keep this as tight as I can, you know, Mick just said, it's like, hey, four points, that's a win. Like, we have you as dead. Like, there ain't no reason your list should be breathing after this. You got four points? Thank you. We need those. Because, yeah. as, spoiler alert, everyone can see the the final rankings, a lot of those podium spots were, like, three points, four points, like, all across a spread of four teams. It's like, there was one point difference between sixth and seventh and fifth and fourth and third and – it's like those points all matter. They really but do. E- even in our, you know, we'll call it the lower bracket – uh, down where our, you know, the points spread between the teams that we're in the neighborhood of are also still, you know, four or five points up and yeah. down. Uh, so it was really anyone's game down there. Um, you know, I'm very okay. competitive game down. <laughs> um, that's definitely a misconception that I know a couple of our friends in, on Team Canada, you know, they're trying to psych themselves up. They're like, oh, you know, oh, yeah. we're going to be fine. We're going to be good. We're going to kick ass. And I, I tried telling a lot of folks, you know, especially the newer, you know, this is their first Worlds. I said, guys, this Worlds event is going to be the best and worst thing that ever happened to you. First yeah. off, these are going to be the six best, toughest games with the friendliest people you're ever going to have all year. And you're then going to have to go back to GTs and play normal hammer. Because, yeah. <laughs> like, every <laughs> tell me, not every single game you were playing that weekend didn't feel like you're playing for the finals at a GT. Everybody oh, was yeah. playing that high caliber Absolutely. play. Yep. So uh talking a little bit about keeping the keeping the ball moving, talking about um Mick, we had our 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 first matchup on the second day was Norway. Yep, that was again a gift for me. There you go. This, this is the one that you notoriously timed out on. We've talked about that, which was frustrating, I know. Mm-hmm. Um I've definitely had a few moments myself where I was watching the clock really hard, but um I went into Slaves to Darkness, double 12 Varengard, Bellacor, and nothing else. Uh, he had That's other stuff, but like, who, even, who even knows what it was? Um, and I learned that 12 Varengard, right to my face, is in fact too many Varengard, right to my face. <laughs> mm. as, as, a, as, a, as a fellow Nurgle player, I would have told you that is too many Varengard for you to handle. <laughs> yeah. uh, I do think, you know, and, and it was an important lesson in some positioning. I, I was a little bit farther forward than I should have been. This was on... I think positions of power, uh, which is a mission that I usually do pretty good on because I've got a few deep striking elements, a few flanking elements. The flies are really good at grabbing those. And I can summon a GC um, onto one of those side missions. Um, and I made him work for it. You know, he 20 nilled me, but I was like, you know, literally every turn I was putting pressure on objectives. I was making him come back and fight me. 
You know, I was grabbing things out from under him. I was scoring points, and it just wasn't enough in the end. It was a great game. Uh, fill it from uh, by the name of Danny. Uh, yeah, I'm just I'm literally just going through my Twitter feed. This is how I'm remembering. This is, <laughs> this is the this is the quality of note taking and journalistic integrity that we have uh, that our listeners have really come to expect. Nice. So, so as not to um, to leave my uh, round two opponent from Austria. His name was Florian, and he played Bellacore Slaves as well. And that uh, that was that was my first game. And the poor guy failed at three plus on Teclas four phases in a row. Oof. He, he didn't bother rolling shooting, so but hero movement, hero movement in the two turns, he failed everything. Oh, that's Never brutal, works, man. I hate taking that yeah, guy. It was the worst because he gave me the double, which is the correct thing to do as the Bellacore Slaves player, mm-hmm. and he failed. And I, I basically got to cast the Teclas in the first two turns, which is exactly what you're trying to turn off, right? And if if one of those three pluses came, went uh, went off for him, I'm pretty sure that would have been a bad day for me. But I managed to, I think, win quite comfortably in round. I think like 13, 14 points in round in that round. But um, he, yeah, his poor Bellacore, and I just shot everything else off. Well, especially that, especially that second round, you keeping up that five up ward. Like he can't even confidently come in and pick up your stuff because you're just keeping that protection of Teclas up, which is just an absolute like matchup changer. Yeah, oh, that's so tough. I mean, like with Bellacore, it's like you have one job. You always turn and look. Yeah. At him, like, <laughs> even if it was a two up, it would always fail for me. I swear. No, no, I. Uh, <laughs> I have a particular disdain for 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 tech for uh, what you call it for for Bellacore. I used him once back in Legion. I just wanted to try Legion the first prince, and because of that three plus, and uh, I think he was four plus back then. But whatever it was, I was like, it's just a single dice roll. Like I don't like oh, giants yeah. because because they have a low number of attacks now, and I, so like every I if you have small every two big impacts hurts like a hurts every, so much. Every every miss every failed roll is a big <laughs> chunk. Yeah. But like, if you have lots of attacks and you're hitting on fives and shit like that, then like, if you miss a few, if you below, roll below average, you don't really notice it. But the potential is your, the potential and the variance in your favor means you're you're more likely to roll above average than below average, right? So you're you're kind of like, I don't like those small elite dice rolls. Like yeah. Luminous might be an elite army, but with the amount of dice you get and the redundancies, the rerolls, you don't see it. But um, yeah, I don't like Valakor for that reason. One, one or two on the wrong phase bones you, and I just yeah, I'm not, I'm not a fan. He's too, too, too yeah. unreliable. Jack, Jack is a seasoned uh, Blood Bowl player. Will tell you never, never bet on those odds. Always it's, go for it's, it. It's true. It's true. <laughs> Always go for it. I, like that I mean, that being said, I'm, I'm like very much a cahoots with Bellacore these days. I use them all the time with my, my slaves army at the moment but i feel those feels mick i mean like when you mm. need that one important phase kind of shut down it always fails i always yep. feel a lot better if it's one of those units you need to shut down which has two or three points of failure so any one of them can screw it up for them generally combat units or, or movement heavy yeah units, cri- crippling vertigo or the capillar yeah. spell you know it's it, they're brilliant um even like on like i i, I cast the capillar spell on leadership eight units but because you're doing it anytime they act there's so many opportunities to to bone them out of the game. So sure. um, it's it's it's. I much prefer that the unlikely event, but lots of opportunities to do it. Yeah. Or the likely event with one opportunity to fuck it up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the ultimate feels bad. So so yeah. just so in recaps, you guys both played some very on brand dark ruinous power serving frozen North Scandinavians. <laughs> And well, I, no, I played against uh, Gift in that round. I was just rehashing my Austrian. Oh, round, okay, but, okay. Uh, I was gonna yeah. say, what is the answer? I thought it was a But it was, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it was no, good. I, played... I think we, Mick, we lost this round, right? As a team, 
Yeah, we got. I think we earned some points in this round. I don't think we it was, captain. Yeah, but we didn't get captain, like but it was a, it was a loss. That sounds yeah, that right. was I, I I timed out after turn three. Um, after I I thought quite successfully controlling the board, uh, killing some characters. Um, I caught him out. I caught a lot of players out this week that weekend by being so bad aggressive with my Illuminate army. Um, I in round one I thought I picked the wrong grand strat, but then I remembered I actually changed the grand strat based on my playstyle. Uh, nice. Me and Ken had a conversation. I had take what's theirs instead of defend what's ours. Yeah. And I, I realized why I did it in the end is because I teleport all over the board. Like I am in four corners of the board by the end of the game. Um, all of my opponents said at the end they were like, I wasn't expecting that. I wasn't expecting you to be in my back lines, uh, sacrificing nice. units of sentinels just to just to bait me out or to split me apart. And that was this game, teleporting everywhere, uh, double moving everywhere, and then all of a sudden he's like, okay, well I've only got one unit of boundaries. They might be fast. But if I go after any one of your targets right now, they're not going to be fast next turn. And they're going to sure, be out yeah, of any yeah. range of command abilities and this, that, and the other. So I played that really well. And um, it would have, I'd say I would have comfortably got a, you know, maybe like a 13, 14 point win out of that game if I got two more, my two more turns. But that's the point of the clock, right? right. Yeah, exactly. You know? so, um, and then uh, Mike and Noah, how uh, Team Denmark, you guys uh, lost to Team Denmark? Is that right? We did. We did. We had a we had a close loss. Um, that's the best kind of loss, though. Yeah, and it, it, it literally came down to like a, a little luck here, a little luck there. We did have one or two players, I think, make kind of um, uh, we'll we'll just call them, you know, little play mistakes here. And in sure. in, 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 in this caliber, if you make those mistakes, you're you're gonna lose. It just it's fair, fair enough. So fair enough. Uh, so going into the afternoon, uh, oh. we were playing Team no, you're Serbia. Good, I think. <laughs> Yeah, I said I made I made a mistake not in play, but in uh, thinking. I understood. I, I hadn't I had practiced against the army I went into, but I had not practiced on the mission specifically. Oh, and did sure. not did not. Um, I, I think just the he was so so exact with it. He understood that that mission he had the ability to completely lock me down, and mm -hmm. you know I needed one unbind uh, out of four. But um, he chose to go with the 12 casts instead of the 10 casts. And I didn't see that coming. Caught me pretty good early. And then I scrambled as much as I could. But um, yeah, just Runa got me, um, which was an absolutely lovely, lovely game. Um, but That's yeah, awesome, it was a tough one. So then going into the afternoon, who did you guys have uh, afternoon day two? Sweden. Sweden. Went into Sweden. Oh. We had Sweden, so we were basically just having a Scandinavian day. Um, nice. So we were we were we were there. So um, we we came out of pairing, seeing it was going to be close, going to be a kind of a coin flip. Um, and then this was also one I think um, where as the games were developing, I mean, talk about like our our predictions for some games were almost getting turned on their heads. Um, so like we really kind of looked back um, after day two coming out of that to say you know hey we you know what what did we do, do wrong because nothing nothing feels worse when you see a green go red or a red go green you're like oh yeah kind of second guessing our input here so um, but again the the Sweden team again great players good games these are this was also a very very close round kind of came down to a couple couple things here and there um, didn't kind of go our way so we kind of mm -hmm. felt. You know, super high day one, day two kind of fell on uh, a little, fallen a little bit, but it's to be expected, honestly, when it comes down to the, like everyone is playing the best Warhammer they can. So. Oh, absolutely. Uh, 
Mick and I, we had, we had team Serbia, uh, which were, they were, it was their first year, you know? Uh, and actually I think I'd heard some stuff about them before the event began. Uh, they'd been playing a lot in their own country. They didn't get to go out to a lot of, uh, international tournaments. And so they had sort of really locked into their own kind of meta. And so they were talking about how, oh, we play a different Warhammer. And I don't think it totally worked out for them, but they, they were really, uh, quite good players and, uh, absolute props to them for, showing up and playing uh six uh six rounds uh great team super fun um, yeah, it's awesome. the, the the new countries that were able to come this year and expand the event and last year too mm-hmm. has been awesome um I, I think you can't understand what it's like until you brought a country there how hard yeah. it actually is and um seeing them seeing the canadians seeing uh, Serbia was really, really great. And, you know, I hope we get to 30 next year. Yeah. Uh, actually really fun moment. Uh, uh, on the sun- Sunday, I had run out of team Ireland shirts and was wearing my always strike, always strikes last Jersey, which you can get on Redbubble. Um, uh, strategic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, and, uh, the Serbian captain, a uh, guy by the name of Marco, uh, recognized the shirt and was like, wait, how do you know those guys? I listen to that podcast. So uh, shout out to Marco. Uh, if you're listening, uh, it was really awesome to meet you, dude. So Jack, <laughs> well, we go to our, when we go to our downloads, he's our one Serbian download. We figured it out. <laughs> like, Thank you, you Funny enough, I am those guys. <laughs> yeah. <it's- laughs> it's funny, um, we, yeah, we used to get on really well with the Serbian team in fantasy and their captain was called Darko. So I was oh, like, nice. everybody's name just like yeah, all the is that, is that the criteria for captain? I guess so. Marco. I don't know. It <laughs> sounded like he Long got the job tradition. because nobody else wanted to do it. Which uh, I mean, you know, mood. Oh, that, but, that was uh, Ken, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I've, I've done my I've done my time, um, but uh, yeah, that was a good round. Uh, I played against an ogre player, the poor guy. Um, he was he. I, I don't think he realized how intimately I knew I knew ogres, <laughs> and uh, he was trying to explain what his stuff does to me. And um, I think when he, like, hey, I think when I, yeah, I got I think, you. I, th- I think when I, when I, when I, when I mentioned a couple of things that stuff could do as well, um, there was a, there was a bit of a tilt. But he was really good. He was a really good player. Um, he was pulling points everywhere he could. He was literally doing what we said in those games. Like it was not lost. He had one model left. Now bear in mind, it was a Thunder Tusk Guard dude. He was playing to the bitter end for every single point not at one point did he say did he like go sloppy with his movement you know like on turn five he might just go i'm just gonna do this and get one point we're good you know he played everything as if it was turn one do you know what i mean like as if it was still everything to play for that's awesome the perfect the perfect attitude um he uh he the only the only thing i was watching i actually i actually outplayed i played myself in that game a little bit because i was blocking the i was playing around the blood pelt hunter because i fucking love the blood pelt hunter i think he's one of the best units in the game in terms of just enjoyment factor uh tech that sort of stuff but he kept him back and he never tunnel mastered my turn and i was really expecting to do that one turn i had to i actually had to leave i had no choice i had to leave an objective um i was either that or get a battle tactic and i was like right we'll have to do that and i was really expecting to tunnel master in my turn i don't think he knew to tunnel master in my turn and i actually never asked him after the game if he if he knew he could do it um but uh so i think i kind of like played myself by being overly cagey in that sense but uh yeah that was that was that was uh that was it was interesting being <coughs> on the receiving end of a list that i norm that i kind of have a 
a little bit of um, affinity for this is the type of list that I would normally play as well a bit of a mix between nice. my gluttons nobblers uh, a foot character and then I wouldn't normally have beast riders I, I don't like the uh, the, the units um, I know that I know they're good like I like the spamming the vultures for example as a, as a, as a, actually a really underrated uh, uh, power of the army but uh, very similar to this I'd like to, I'd like to play so it was, it was cool being on the receiving end of it and actually seeing how it smashes like gluttons just coming in and absolutely wiping the floor with things was, I was really happy <laughs> I was like yeah I you, fucked the, you fucked those elves up so Jack used to play ogres in uh, fan- I think you've played a little bit in Sigmar there Jack Oh yeah, but yeah, you yeah. definitely used to play it in fantasy and I always thought they were like the absolute best army to play in 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 the fantasy like whether they're good or bad it doesn't matter you're always having a good time mm-hmm. fighting with ogres except right? when a purple sun goes through your ghost yeah, yeah 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 exactly. oh yeah yeah sure. <laughs> i played um, a little bit of them in sigma they're just very fun i mean certainly yeah. have a lot of potential and even more so these days in the book but like just they never feel bad they would just feel like yeah this is the way this fantasy game should be <laughs> i have big yeah, yeah. guys eating things running around being intimidating a good time nice no how did your game go uh this was uh sweden, i think for you guys right sweden yeah, you... i played fire slayers i tried something early and this was my one play mistake uh that i can really like was big of the tournament move too fast and okay. put myself out of light of the moon to run charge early turns i Ooh. ended up winning um and but I did not win by as much as I should have. I think I got a, a 14 point. I should have had a 20. This was okay. um, when you called a timeout too, Noah, right? I called the timeout pre-game before <laughs> I decided the turn. <laughs> yeah, you and saw deployment. Said, you're like, I need Sean now. I saw deployment and I was like, I might try this. And I think it, it's very against my play style to take top of one. I just almost never do that. And so I, I think I was just too distracted by doing something wildly out of my comfort zone. Not a mistake I hopefully will ever make again. Um, and then, you know, once once I got rolling, I was able to just pick up all the stuff. But um, it, it put me back on that for a little bit more than probably I wanted to. Um, and so, yeah, so that's okay. the people. All the, for all the people listening uh, back home in, in, in the U.S. Uh, who are hoping to take you down at the next GT, uh, make Noah take top of one, I guess is the secret. Don't enjoy it. I, I, like to, <laughs> I like to deploy in such a way that being forced to take top of one is a big problem for the opponent, but I sure. also really, really never want to do it. I like to play aggressive armies very conservatively. <laughs> give, him, give him something big and shiny to attack on turn one, basically. Hey, you, can, you can have my tech list next time, Noah. I never want to see him again. <laughs> it's, funny you said, it's, it's funny you said that, Noah, um, about the, you know, taking turn one and being out of range. After the first time I played, it was the first gift game I played, or it might have been just after um, analyzing the army a little bit better. I, I realized that outside of having the Kassler and crippling Vertigo to shut down the two Squeak offensive units, my tactic against Squeaks at that point was to let them overextend. Because even if they moved as a castle forward, they're moving further away from the stone. The stone helps protect the little characters and stuff like that, from even from the uh, um, searing white light from the portal. So like even having that there. So my plan with that was get them to come out, split them up by doing what I do is like, hey, here's Teclas, here's Sentinels, here's Ruse over here. And all of a sudden, they're no longer a tight little box around the uh, the shrine anymore. 
So that was that. That was my uh, attempt. Uh, my attempt to after, uh, but I never got to play against Gibbs after after my round three. So it didn't really matter. But um, good to see that. And it's that probably now the probably, the I was like, now yeah. the Lumineth army went straight in the bin. So like you're never going to play that shit again. <laughs> no, actually, I I kind of want to I want to I want to play a bit more like Rune now. I want to start analyzing every single unit in front of you. Yeah. I can squeeze out of that army in different ways nice. and just mess around with things like i love his list his list is amazing just because of what he, it's his and he just you know yeah. it was but uh i want to i want to do some I, I, but i'm actually probably going to do it with uh with some um fluffy army like uh cards and overlords maybe there we go yeah. just a good old fun time yeah, yeah so uh, i think so my game against uh uh marco uh he had beast of chaos and this was uh battle lines drawn so it's that one where it's table quarters so like this is an instant loss for me. This is an instant loss for most people against Beast, just because they have the one thing that's incredibly good, which is units of ten guys that can teleport wherever you want into into corners to grab table quarter objectives uh, super easily. Um, but I do think I got three points off of him. Uh, somebody, Marco, if you're listening, please correct me if I got that wrong. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it was it was good. He played an excellent game, and uh, not to pat myself in the back too much, but he was like. How are you this calm? Yeah. <laughs> like, he's like, I'm smashing you. I was like, look, dude, you are not smashing me nearly as hard as I have been smashed already today. Like, <laughs> That's my trick. I'm always getting smashed. <laughs> exactly, right? <laughs> I just love the idea that you've embraced Nurgle's unreal pain threshold and this goes yeah. to everyone out. <laughs> no, this is fine. You know, we're just playing a game. I'm supposed to lose. It's okay. Uh <laughs> But uh, but yeah, absolutely great round. Um, and I feel like that was a really good turning point for me. I think for the whole event. Uh, after that, I felt like I really had the army locked in in a way that uh, I hadn't up until that point. And so uh, going into day three, we played the Canadians uh, first round, which was not a great round for us as a team, but it was a great round for me personally. And so I call it a win. Uh, <laughs> Real selfish round for you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, oh, right, this is again, we're reprising the twists and turns, uh, lurkers below um, round, right? Yeah, so again, we have that 40 point swing up in the air. I think we put Richie on lurkers below a second time. I don't know why we thought that was a good idea. Um, I can't remember what we did with Richie. No, I'm, I'm pretty sure we did. Uh, he was, we were like, Richie, do you want a second no, we shot did. at this? He's like, yeah, we did, um, and and the point was that he learned it because Mashkin has been able to play it again. Yeah, yeah, no, uh, he did quite well. I think he lost on a basically on a four up. Yeah, the, no, no, the, the the first lurkers below, he moved off his home objective, and he didn't take the middle objective, and he left a gap for a source of a, a Zinch wizard to summon ten blue horrors and take the objective and win the game. So that that that's he got caught out on that mission because he hadn't really played it much, and again, like half of our players were fairly inexperienced anyway. Um, so he didn't he didn't see that so the mission the matchup it all just came down in his cards but the second one he played amazingly and he lost the last round on a priority in his favour so he basically got to the end of the game it was going to be a 15-5 because um, uh, the he was going to win the other guy was going to win on either battle tactics or the grand strategy I'm pretty sure that was, that was the way it was going to go or at least that was the worst score which he was going to get and then the guy took his time out. He went for it on turn four for the double because he wasn't going to lose, he realized. So he went for it on turn four for the double, got the double, and then took the objective off him on turn four. If he had a, if, if Richie had a, had a turn, 
he could have remobilized into the right position and he wouldn't it would have been impossible for him to take it. So uh, no fair play to Richie for that. He really oh, 100%, he, he really held on. And that was right that was right to the wire as well, like ten minutes left in the game and that was nice. It was very well played. I was I was standing beside him, watched the whole I watched the whole game uh, for as much as I could. I had a really excellent game against uh, Gloomspite. I learned so much uh, getting smashed by Noah. I played against uh, Carl Ong. Ong? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Barl. The yeah. Barl. Yes, exactly. Uh, what an Got awesome game. He and I were involved the Barl yet. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he. We had such a fun game. We were just uh, making stupid little jokes and like having a great old time. Whoa, um, whoa. Was, was that a joke at his height? Little joke? No, 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 no. no. It's just. <laughs> No, Car- Carl's not short. He's just really far away. He's I wouldn't stick that low, Mick. Uh, Force perspective. Um, okay. Let's just step over this. Yeah. No, I, um, all right. Uh, really under side, the though, bar here, guys, on jokes. <laughs> oh, my God. He played uh, a great game. We were having a great, uh, a great time with it. And uh, I definitely feel like there's a moment, especially people who, who are playing me, uh, where like they realized that this was not the the instant smash that they thought it was gonna be, and they definitely had that moment. Uh, he's like, "Wait a second, this is gonna be hard." Holy crap! No one told me this was gonna points. be hard. Yeah, um, I think I got eight points off him in the end. It was a really tight game, uh, and uh, I mean everything was going my way. I got the 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 Nurgle weather that I wanted. Uh, it was a good. It was one of those missions where it, it was. Um, Oh, this was it. It was uh, Nidus Paths, right? And he oh. deployed with a big gap right behind his do- his, his uh, uh, shrine. Mm. And I just put Bloab in my corner being like, all right, if you don't take the first turn right now on the turn where you can't pile in, uh, I'm going to I'm gonna move Bloab to your thing and roundhouse kick your shrine. He's coming. Yeah, so like uh, you get to make this Amazing. call. Yeah. <laughs> so, so he tricky. took the first turn. He shored up his his night as fat, and then, um, but it was that kind of thing where uh, I could basically minimally engage with the squig units for two turns uh, and whittle them down, whittle them down, whittle them down, uh, and then I think he just couldn't get them summoned back. And I was doing good disease points to all the little heroes. I killed a bunch of heroes through disease points plus three turns. Nice. Um, but. Uh, yeah, really good game. Noah, how was your game? The next one, I'm sorry, boys. I'm gonna I'll be right back. I just jumped in an elevator. Oh man. <laughs> Noah, a man a man of yeah, going places. I'll, 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 I'll talk I'll talk about my game while, while there we're you go. the elevator <laughs> Um I I actually had the most intense two game, turn game of my life. It was two turns, it was, it was lurkers below. And it was techless, my techless uh, sentinels versus uh, non Bellacor Varangard. It was 12 Varangard, 633, and 10 Chaos Knights. Um, and it was very, very uh, cagey for the whole game. Like, literally, both of us, every single movement was model by model. It wasn't like, let's move the first model and follow up with everybody else. It was literally model by model. Um, measure this measure that and um it was okay so the two of us kind of we started off straight away going this is going to be tight yeah. it's lurkers you're trying to break my castle i'm trying to stop you from getting here um and we really we started off by saying like all right so the usual dice are flat state every intent measure before we do things and 
uh, then we know at least if something gets not ever we had that great conversation. His name is Oliver, a uh, really nice guy. And uh, yeah, lovely, lovely guy. And then it came into turn. I think it was it was going quite well. Uh, no, sorry, it was going quite okay for both of us. Nothing major was happening. Um, you know, things he was losing, he was losing as expected. Like there was nothing, no, no, no big surprises. And uh, it came to turn. I think it was turn uh, three. Uh, sorry, end of turn two. And uh, he had the he had the double, and so I gave him the double one two. I won the priority, which was a big one because he would have given it to me, and you know that would have been a big problem for me. So I gave him the, the priority, and um, at the end of the t- in my turn, I had to make a choice. I had to go. All right, I'm either going to go and sacrifice my wardens and my kangaroos, uh, and potentially my um, my harpies. So I could sacrifice all three of these to to protect myself against him getting the next turn but then the downside is i have one turn to do enough damage because if i don't get the double that's a big problem if he fights if he comes into me and he just has baron guards that smash into my sentinels there's nothing i can do he's going to kill all the sentinels the other option was um he he it was completely slow down and stop command points being used on the knights which were sitting miles back in the middle of the board, and behind them were a six Baron Guard. So the plan, I said, all right, I'll do that. I got all my spells off, moved right back, um, gave him absolutely no charges uh, except for the screen of wardens that were near my objective. He needed a uh, a six followed by an 11-inch charge for his Chaos Knights, a six on the run roll because he couldn't auto-run it, and they were half-moved from the, uh, the overwhelming heat spell. So I had those two casts on them, so he needed a six for his run roll, followed by an eleven, or a five on his run roll and a twelve. You know, so it was a fairly, fairly miserable chance for him. The Varangard, because they were sitting behind the the Chaos War uh, Knights, were another like four or five inches back. So they were gonna. He only had two CPs, which meant he was either going to auto run six and have no rerollable charges, or roll the dice and have a rerollable charge. He used the six and went sixteen inches. Okay, but he was still about ten inches away from a charge. So he had these two, and his battle tactics for this round was charge of three units. So he had the, uh, yeah, he had, now he did have his Corvus Cabal, and he had his uh, other unit of three Varangards, which is only one was left in my area. And he made all his charges. Okay, so he made, he made them all in. So my, my, my uh, risk mitigating one in 150 chance uh, of it going wrong went wrong, and he won the game that round. He, he basically, I was just waiting for him to, to. I knew he'd won if he if he did all the movements properly. Sure. And I was wait. I was hope. The only thing I was hoping for at this stage is he might make a mistake and he might uh call. He might allow me to pile in in such a way that he can't get onto the objective. I've got a turn to basically shotgun him with with sentinels and maybe get a double and you know do something about it. But he did everything perfectly. Um, really meticulous movement. And um, he, he, we basically shook hands while he was doing the, the pilot that won in the game. So that was literally, like, as I said, it was two and a half turns and it was brutal. Like, that took us nearly the full three hours. Oh, it my was. Gosh. Oh, wow. I was just going to say, like, I, I wish that was a stat that we actually really kept track of because I, I, Mick, I think that was the, the, the feeling every time players had to play this round. Like, I know um, with Lurkers, especially, it was like, I don't think most games got past turn three with lurkers because um, most people were playing as tight as that and just trying to set it up and it would come down to 
a little here, a little there. And yet the time usage was, as you said, like they're using all three hours in those first two turns because it really was that tight. Um, our game, we had Bill and Phil Marshall play like two juggernauts of the game right now. Oh and my God. Um, Beast of Chaos into a similar list that Ollie was playing with like, you know, nice empty throne. And both players, I mean, literally played it meticulously to the point that they both kind of joked, talked to their coaches and said, this prior on two literally dictates who wins this game. Are you guys okay with this watching? He's like, here it comes. Boom. And it went Phil's way and they shook hands and they're both like, man, I just wish we got to play on a real game because of how tight and awesome sure, yeah, this yeah. was. Would love two and a half more turns of this. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I think, I think I was even saying to my opponent that, you know, uh, we were talking about the, he went for, he set up for that, eventuality that he would get the turn on turn three okay and i said would you have done that if it was an end of battle round check for yorkers below instead and obviously you can't the because then F- i've got a re- yeah yeah the, the i've got a i've got a rebuttal i've got a rebuttal to him going for it do you know what i mean and the rebuttal is 40 sentinels and tech sitting there shotgunning doesn't matter about your four or four saves there's enough damage there to absolutely rip rip your army to shreds so yeah. like lurkers below ending at a point in time rather than uh, like a, a any point, a random point in time, as opposed to predetermined, we're going to check this battle round. First of all, changes who decide uh, uh, the decision for taking priority, yep. and it also changes your game plan completely because you can't just yolo it into the into the right. board. He went from he was losing five, he was losing uh, that game at best. He was going to get five points because he was just going to protect the back objective and uh, keep pressure on me. So at best, he was going to get five points. So in his eyes, he was like, I could gain fifteen. Or potentially lose the five. Which, so I'm going to go for 15. Right, which good, which good on you for recognizing that. Because like, especially like in, in that team's format, if you're like, guys, this is the five, you know, you call your coach over time. And it's like, I got a real shot of actually swinging this hour away by 15 he did that. points. It's like, do I take the shot or not? It's like, yeah, just go for it. Like, nice. He, he so, did. He did. He called the timeout at the end of yep. two when he won the priority. Yep. He called the timeout. The coach came over and he went first. Yep, because especially like if your coach says, "Yeah, we're actually got a little upside and wiggle room on this other." Like, I got a guy yep. actually going to win by more than six now, so he's already made up your five. Man, if you got a shot for it, take it. So exactly. Nice. Oh, so he did, and, and as I said, he played it really well. Um, and uh, just like I know they were high odds, but they still, again, he set himself up for the opportunity to, for the win, and he got it. So yep. that was so, the uh, <laughs> yeah. No, so so while we wait for Noah to reemerge into our I have, I have reemerged. I have reemerged. Okay. He's out of the dank hold. <laughs> uh, I've, I've returned from the dank hold. I, I am going to have to go in about 10 minutes. But Oh, no worries. Um, we, uh, my, my game, that was England, and I had such a lovely opponent. Um, but we, um, we ended up, he had tree lords, and essentially it was just as soon as I win a turn, I can kill all the tree lords. Oh, and wow. it's just, can I screen until then? And so this was the game I decided to screen with everything that wasn't Boingratz, um or my Grand Strat. So I screened with Snufflers, I screened with Gobblepalooza, I screened with the returning units. It was just, you know, as long as he keeps hitting me and is far enough back, but I can continue to board position in the middle mm-hmm. where... <clears throat> and then uh, turn three, I got that double and picked up four Tree Lords. Um, yeah, because th- you... you th- <laughs> you shock two of them, stay out of three so he can't stomp you, then pile in and kill them. Um, and basically it, then it was him scrambling for points. Did he he also failed a three up to, to make you strike last two, didn't he? Uh, he did fail one, but it was pretty late. Okay. Um, the Good important one was, the important was he didn't unbind a Scragrot spell, which let mm-hmm. me shock off the Tree Lord with just one unit, um, which let me go somewhere else. 
with the charge on the other unit. Um, so I was okay striking glass because it was only into one tree lord. Uh, but yeah, that was a great game. That sounds awesome. Noah, since you do have to go, do you want to uh, keep us moving forward and talk about your sure, last round? Sure, <laughs> sure. My last round, I went into Night Haunt. He moved in the middle. And this was against came- France? Spain. Spain. There we go. Uh, all those magic mushrooms. Did they did awesome they get guy. out? Uh, he, I, I went in with both Boingrats to try to clear the middle. Mm-hmm. I did not roll enough, did not compensate for the negative one to wound enough. And he rolled, uh, a lot of four ups. And then the unit came back and my guy started running away in droves, um, which was pretty bad. Uh, so that, that, that was, that was the other kind of hard game. I don't know that I play it differently. Mm-hmm. Um, but I definitely should have considered that, you know, my army is a lot of rend and he positioned himself really well. So I couldn't get, you know, a tremendous number of attacks, uh, only like a medium high number of attacks into the unit I needed to kill. And then, um, once I was stuck in with them, they start returning and I start fleeing. Um, and so that was bad. That was a game in which I was down to, you know, charging snufflers at stuff to try to squeeze some points out and didn't I gotcha. succeed. Oof. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> so that was a bad one. The, the, two, the two tough ones for me were uh, Lumineth and uh, the Nighthaunt matchups. Um, mm. Nighthaunt can a lot of the time just come down to how, how hot their four pluses as well. Like if they yeah, just, you didn't if, get a yeah. good four up day. It's, it's, yeah, you know, exactly. That's so true. Oh man, um, that sounds like an excellent match though to to round it off. Uh, at least as you know, it's tight. It was different. Um, oh, and he was a know. lovely person to play. That's he the was, best. Was, yeah, uh, he's the awesome. guy who brought the car, the corpse cart, the, the twenty zombies. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that tech was great. Oh, fortune yeah. is sweet. His castle was so hard to deal with because yeah. of the what, negative what, one, what to, negative one to wound. Um, that was the old regiment of renown, shamblers, shamblers. Yeah, he, you could bring it and then. That was the old corpse cart with the negative one to wound bubble. Oh, uh, right. Okay. I, I have never seen that before. And I saw it on his list and I was like, what is that? Never even heard uh, of it. Johnny was trying to bring it in his list. And Ken was like, no, no, you're going to bring, like, we're already letting you bring flesh eater courts. Just bring the normal flesh eater yeah. courts stuff. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, well, that's good. Well, uh, no, if you, if you end up having to drop, thank you so much for coming on the show. Uh, yeah, absolutely. It was really I, I did want to, I did want to mention. Mm-hmm. My most incredible. So for the second year in a row, I traded pants. Oh yes, um, <laughs> I, I now have Danish pants. Oh um, nice. So, so so a new new tradition continuing. There we go. Um, and that <laughs> did they get um, your regular pants or did they get your uh, well? Team they USA, had they had uh, team they had team pants. Um, and we were in the bar after they won, and I was like, I just really want a pair of those. And nice. the guy was like, I'll give you them, but you have to give me what you're wearing. And <laughs> I was like, all right, we're changing the, you know, it's packed, right? There's sure. so many people in there. And one of them yelled shield wall. And they locked, <laughs> arms, around me. They locked arms around me and blocked us to change in the bar, uh, which was pretty cool and very Scandinavian. That's um, amazing. That's amazing. I love that. Uh, also... For everybody else, Noah ended up. So this is a, a an event where you're always trading shirts with people, uh, which nobody told me about going in, or maybe Mick mentioned it and I f- didn't listen, which is also very likely. 
But uh, Noah ended the event with a ref shirt on, which I thought was incredibly uh, like I didn't even know that was a possibility. Like that I, I, wasn't I, like. I, yeah. <laughs> it's like he's making his own Yu-Gi-Oh cards and sneaking them in, you know, at the last second, <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I went. I, I'm in all the ref photos too because I had the shirt on. Oh, excellent! Uh, <laughs> <laughs> if, you look, if you look at them, I'm standing in there with them. One of my favorite photos from the event was actually with you. Noah. it was the. The one we were having a very serious conversation. I was wearing my uh, away Ireland jersey, which was uh, me topless with Ireland written on my chest. Yeah, I was trying to trade that one away, but that was kind of tough. Yeah, that's, that's a tough one to get off, you know, really. Yeah, things got tense more, quick. I was just trying to rubbing, rubbing the Irish crest onto someone else's chest was, uh, <laughs> was, uh, was a bit awkward. <laughs> Uh, uh, Mick, real quick, how was your last? How was your last game? We played um, Czech Republic. So the last game, all right. So they, they, now this was this was pretty big for all of us. We kind of had that uh, that like Friday night lights moment. Um, you know, coaches that sitting there in the locker room, heads were a little bit low after getting dumpstered by Canada, and we were all like, you know, yeah, this is it's it, 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 the, the dream is coming to an end. They're not coming last, coming to an end. And I made a very I made a very strong point to make sure that people were not going in thinking that the rest of the team were looking at them going, pull your weight. So we had a little bit of a pep talk going in at that lunch. We said, guys, well done so far. And it was just like, don't worry about getting smashed for Canada. Don't worry about winning this last round. The only thing we ask you is don't drop the head for the last round. Try your best. If it doesn't work out, don't worry about it. We can only ask you to do your best sort of thing. You know, there was that. It was very important that people didn't feel the pressure going into the last round of, you know, maybe that one person might feel like getting 20 nil is the reason why we lost or something like that. And it's happened before where people get smashed and it's like, that's my fault. Um, and it's not. It's, it's eight players in the team. Losing is nobody's fault. Losing is part of the game and that just happens, okay? There's a difference if you don't apply yourself or if you're not part of the team as in showing the team uh, mentality and this, this sort of thing. But all I said was, well done so far. We've smashed our goals out of the park, even if we don't get the primary, you know, don't come last goal. So uh, we all went in. Pairings went quite well. I think we had five good pairings. Uh, yeah. well, four and kind of one-tenth of a little bit, but uh, we were fairly happy enough with the pairings. My last round was against Cruel Boys, and I, I literally said, you know what, I actually don't know what the army does well enough to be confident that I can smash it. So I said, because I can't see them, like with anything, it was sort of 12 inches, I'm just going to say... I'm not going to get many points out of that game. I said, even if it's a win, I think it's going to be a narrow win. Um, and my uh, Cruel Boys opponent was amazing. Pavel, we had the most loose uh, game of Worlds ever. Like, as in, we were rushing around. We were both doing lots in the moving phase, hero phase. We were throwing our stuff around. We were like, oh, crap, this was meant to go here. And the thing is, we were stating intent as well. Like, this is going to happen here. The two of us would be forgetting to move things. But it was, it was great. Like, it was no mess and there was no, uh, there was no bad feelings. But I really felt like that he had game against me because he played a lot of Lumina. Now, again, the different play style of me jumping out of my deployment zone and leaving, like sacrificing my uh, my casters or sacrifice. I don't mind sacrificing the 20 Sentinels on turn three or four. You know what I mean? Like was unexpected to him. Now, it wasn't a massive win. I think I think it was like 14 points, maybe 15 sure. points. I think I, I can't remember exactly. But uh, it, it was it wasn't easy. It wasn't. Auto and there was a couple of things, a couple of key roles. Like, for example, he rolled a one for his Battleshock test for a single Hobgrot, okay, which caused him to score an extra four points over the points of the game. 
because it allowed him one turn, two turns in a row to get one, two, and more. So the two and oh, more they, the hob- on the single so, Hobgrat. Nice. That's yeah, an MVP so, Hobgrat. That's that Hobgrat's getting the promotion. I literally killed, <laughs> I think I, I think I killed like, I think there was like four in the unit. I killed three. And the only way he was going to survive is if he rolled a one. I had no more firepower anyway. So I said, I'll just let him have it. He rolled a one. I was like, ah. So that was scoring more <laughs> points from. So it actually put pressure on me. And then I mm-hmm. failed my battle tactic, not knowing what the, uh, in the in turn five, not knowing what the uh, the dude, the, the random dude on foot does. And it turned it turned out that he ended up having a two-up arm. I, I basically said, I'm going to go, this one's mine, because it was the only, it was the most reliable battle tactic I could do at the end of the game. Um, it was either that or have two uh, spells on the board. And because he gets to choose and throw a action before, uh, after, I did want him to dispel my uh, spell portal that was on the board. So I said, you know, I'll go for this one's mine because it, it's more. I mean, guaranteed. Teclas is a big chunky boy. He's not exactly a slouch. Absolutely. So I, I jumped. I, I went from. I, uh, I, um, I didn't shoot at him with the steering light for fear of rolling a six and auto failing my battle tactic because it has to be attacked. Sure. So I, th- I threw my uh, gaze at him, which is minus three rend. Uh, rolled a one to wound. Classic. I uh, got my charge in. Did some mortal wounds to him, but then absolutely rolled terribly on his attack he passed enough saves anyway and it was just like okay well that was it so i was like this guy actually made it way closer in the end because he just played the army really well the the two lizards jumping around um they were doing tons of mortals like each one of them basically took out a unit of 20 sentinels on their own and because of a little bit of below average on him and a little bit above average on me and my five up i had like one or two left at the end of each of those combats uh, one of them, there was one sentinel left, and I rallied it back to fifteen by the end of the game. So, like, it was <laughs> it, it was actually it was wow. actually a much a much like uh it it showed that to me that cruel boys actually has a bit of game. And to someone who doesn't play against many more people than his local meta, if you put that into the hands of someone who plays tons of games against international opponents, team events, uh, and really trying to squeeze everything, there's actually something there. In my opinion, I just I think there's actually a list, an army there rather than something that we've just written off. I just think people have no interest in it, you know? It's sure. not the, there's not an instantaneous, uh, obvious option there, you know? But um, yeah, it was a really good way to end the day. We finished off the nice. sweating, and it was, it was a great, it was a really good game. Nice, very nice. I will say I, I'm about to jump off my, my twist and turns game. I had one of those dice things where to get, Scragrot to move to let someone be in the light of the moon so they could charge and get my tactic. Mm-hmm. I needed my fanatics to move out of the way, and I rolled uh, uh, two ones for their movement and a one for the run. <laughs> and I no. needed any oh, no. of those to be a two. Uh, any of them. <laughs> I had to go four oh inches. My God. Those are the moments. Oh man, <laughs> like, that is right. wild. But it's it's good even the bad ones, right? You laugh them off yeah. and remember them, right? They're epic. Yeah. It's like Absolutely. you can't even be mad at them. You're like, are you kidding me? Nah. Oh, well. That's why we love this game. It creates these crazy memories. Oh, yeah. That's why we yeah. roll the dice, right? Wouldn't be fun Absolutely. if something bad couldn't happen. <laughs> That's true. That's very true. Mike, did you have any, any big highlights from Team USA uh, aside from Noah's epic triple one? So that was sorry, but back on the round five. So against England, um, mm-hmm. absolute wanted to shout out Tom Guan and Fabian's game on okay. twists and turns. Um, talk about like Tom Guan played like a man possessed. Uh, okay. He was playing ogre monster trucks against Fabian's. Um, I want to say twenty five or thirty thunderer build like 
Fabian oh, very confidently walked into that matchup, and, and I think on any other mission, he absolutely stomps it. Mm-hmm. Um, Tom Wine, I think, literally came out of that huddle saying, like, this is unplayable for me. And somehow, absolute, like, lock him up, stole that game because uh, he just played to the points. He had a little luck on twists and turns, everything go, going his way. Fabian won a mm-hmm. priority roll. No objectives were turned on. And I think Fabian just kind of saw red and says, oh, cool, I can table him this turn. But not a single objective was turned on. And so he takes right. it, he goes, proceeds to table Tom Juan, and then ends up losing this game because the objectives never turned back on for him. And oh, like talk man. about literally Tom Juan playing like couldn't have been more of a steeper hill uphill yeah. playing into this matchup and just played to the mission as perfect as you could. And you gotta get a little lucky. And it just it everything just kind of ended up folding out and just like absolute like pleasure to watch that one unfold and then even even after the game i even went over to the fabian and said i shook his hands like hey man like talk about like a, such a minor thing he kind of saw red there he's like i know he's like any other mission is like, oh 100 any other mission you go and just that's a 20 yeah. for you man but yeah. just absolute pleasure to watch that one um was kind of a crazy one to just see tom just the like transcend player status there i feel like uh i feel like johnny had one like that on round six where he was so he's playing the flesh eater courts into double varengard bellicor was it bellicor double varengard for sure you know and and bellicor okay and he um right before the match starts he's like miles this is what i'm gonna do i'm gonna do this i'm gonna do this i'm gonna put this buff on this guy and then i'm gonna charge this guy and i'm and i have no idea what the fuck he's talking about right like I am like I'm like I'm, I got my own mission I'm worried about like I'm like Johnny you're excited about this you know the army go do it and apparently yeah. that that he did it exactly what he said and it worked perfectly and there was like a moment there's like apparently a moment where like the terror geist kills eight Varengard right <laughs> and then and then one dies on a six to battle shock oh my god. Right, and then and then Johnny in a total Winmore situation gets a twelve on a on a on a charge that he needed, like a, a, on a twelve on a charge that he needed the box cars to to actually make it in to clear out the. Anyway, it was like nothing could go wrong at that moment. I love living in Warhammer Christmas World, especially when it works. It's like, oh my god, yeah, it's yeah. like the best feeling of all time. <laughs> you know, I'm listening to. Uh, I, I've decided to. Um... Uh, do uh, embark on the Horus Heresy journey at the moment, mm-hmm. and uh, I've uh, I've got a I'm doing a Dark Angels army just for a few of few of the lads. We're doing a little bit of a hobby project, and I'm like, I wanted to do this, and I wanted. To, I'm listening to Descent of Angels, and there's a scene the Descent of Angels. If any of you listened to it or read it, uh, where one of the main characters is being attacked by a monster on Caliban, and um, basically one of the uh, his name's Mardis, I think, comes in, charges it, and murders it, and the, the guy has basically been spared because one of the senior guys comes along and murders the monster. Now, the fight, the reason he was there in the first place because he was like, well, I'm going to die anyway, so I might as well save as many as my friends as possible. So he gave mm-hmm. it a really good go. I was like, and he's haunted by the fact that the only reason he's alive is because Mardus came in and saved his ass, okay? And he then, you know, kept fighting in that scene and that, and that was that. And then just what you said there a minute ago about, you know, it's about the dice rolls, but taking the opportunity. In that book, Mardis turns to him and goes, you know, war is not about, you know, depending on your skill and all this sort of, all this sort of stuff. It's, it's like you had an opportunity and you seized it. Okay. Your intention was you knew you were going to die. So you decided to go for it anyway, protect your friend, do all this sort of stuff. You know, right. you, found an oppor- you found an opportunity 
and you went with it and it paid off. Don't be sorry for that. So people get come out of game after you know knowing they're going to lose or it might be a, a, an upward battle. And then you get this opportunity to win and you take it. And then someone turns around and goes, oh, yeah, but you wouldn't have won if that didn't happen. But it did happen. And I seized yeah. the opportunity when it was there. Yeah. No, and, uh, you know, I think I told Johnny at the end of the game, like, uh, the only reason that worked for you is because you were making all of the correct decisions. Mm-hmm. You know? It's, yeah. It's like, dude, l- luck is what preparation and where opportunity meet. You still yeah. have to know what you're doing and yeah. you still have to be bold enough to see that opportunity and take it and, and recognize. And, and I think that's what I really loved about like the whole coach and timeout mentality. It's if you're a little afraid, man, just raise your hand, get a, yeah. get a chat with your coach, see how your boys are doing and see if, if you need to take the shot or not. Like it's, mm-hmm. I, I really love that about team Warhammer is like you, you get to see kind of like more dynamic play from people instead of just, well, I'm going to this round four, I'm going to lose this bad matchup in a singles event. And it's like, no, there's a lot more to play for. You're playing for your yeah. team. You're playing for those, those two, those three. I mean, all that, like, like you said earlier, Miles, like it didn't matter what, like, bucket of like final standings people were i mean the difference between most placings were a point here a point there didn't matter yeah, where you absolutely. were like it's 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 absurd how tight everybody was playing so there was what 200 so points total between first place and last place 200 yeah. points okay that's, which that's, is 10 games 10 games out of about eight times 48 all right yeah. that's actually not as big of a gap as i would have expected no, and, and and to think of it this way too, if you want if you want to go once, because a lot of a lot of me and my guys were looking at, it, if you look at it this way too, there was only one, two, three, four. There were only four uh, times that anyone got capped. So if you were to say two hundred point difference, there's a hundred and twenty, right? <laughs> I mean, like if you think of it that way, yeah. it's like they still need to found eighty more points elsewhere across five yeah. more rounds. Like I mean, they were the the points distributed were really well and balanced. Like it, yeah, yeah. there wasn't I like I just want to call. We got capped two of those four times. I was thinking that I was. I don't. Was it two? Uh, oh yeah, we got Canada, capped. Yeah, Canada, Canada capped us, and America we capped us. Yeah, I, I, I thought Canada only got one hundred and thirty-seven points. No, I, I think they capped us. Yeah, let me take a look. Uh, you guys played in what, round five or six? Sorry. Round five. Five. Jack, what were you saying? I was saying I, I do love that point, though, that the dynamism – Dynamism. I can't speak to that. The dynamic state of play <laughs> with that is just really inspiring, right? Because it keeps everyone in the game for the full tournament and, like, engaged oh, yeah. with a clear objective. And, and that's, like, something to be said for the whole format and probably makes the yeah. whole team's experience super exciting. Yeah. Uh, I actually do have to run at the moment. Okay. So apologies, guys. But it's been a wonderful cast. Thanks again, everyone, for coming on. This has been fantastic. Great talking to you, Jack. Yeah, as always, it's a pleasure. Likewise. We'll, Likewise. we'll, uh, we'll wrap this up because we are, in fact, uh, pretty good over time. But that's okay. Jack, yes. take care of the attrition rate on this podcast podcast has been wild uh i won't even get the last word in this time it might be mad okay we'll we'll have matt edit your last word in so just we'll, we'll pause for a sec you say something and then we'll have that matt excellent just use that okay guys okay. <laughs> talk soon guys all right and then uh so just real quick uh my last my last round was uh against the czech republic which was uh against an ogre player he had uh frost lord and then three cannons and a bunch of Mornfangs mm. and it's on position over power. And this was that learning that we had against you guys about the alpha and the beta maps, because Mick mm-hmm. gave me a forest on my home objective. Nice. Yep. <laughs> and so I parked 10 Blake Kings in the forest. Cannons and, just <laughs> exactly. <eat it. laughs> and that was the game. And like, it was still going to be an uphill battle, 
Um, I actually, I, there was a really good, we were both very tired, but he lost a, a flubbed, a very dumb, um, uh, I, I don't mean to be negative to him, it was, but it was a definitely like, he could tell it was a boneheaded moment. He flubbed a, a battle tactic where uh, he needed to desecrate and I tricked him into charging or I, I coerced him into charging a unit and then he did this 3d6 jump into a different unit and now he's not oh. next to that terrain. Oh no. You know, like, oh, oh, right. Bummer. And like, I, you know. I let I let those opportunities be open. He went for it anyway. We're all and so I think he was really like he's like okay no 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 I need to bring it back in. He can't, can't be making mistakes like that. He was playing really excellently. Um, and then but I uh, I had some extremely hot saves at one point uh, through the game and ended up winning on a point. Oh man, nice. Yeah. Nice. Um, but it was literally one of those ones where it's like okay so. Uh, how like how am I taking this off of you because you have three Morn Fangs on this objective? Like how am I gonna get that? You know, like and how am I gonna get? Uh, so like it, anyway, it was it was wild and like neither of us could speak at the end of it because we were both like just so exhausted. I also was feeling really bad because uh, I don't think his English was nearly as strong as some of the other players. And I was you know I'm trying to be friendly. I'm trying to like throw in jokes, and he is just he's not giving me anything. You know, I think I think uh, upon retrospect, having talked to him after the games when you know things were more calm, he was just tired as fuck, right? Oh, you know, yeah. and he was it's just couldn't handle exactly. And so what I was, you know, I was feeling bad because I was you know trying to be friendly and it just wasn't landing. I was like, dude, does this guy think I'm an asshole? I'm just a joker doing <laughs> rolling like my hot fives like, and just being a goofball. None of my jokes are landing. This guy yeah, right? stonewall. Like, I don't understand it. Meanwhile, but, he's like, uh, I just don't understand you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, ex- exactly, exactly. <laughs> he, he he doesn't get he doesn't laugh at your jokes. He mustn't be able to speak English. That, that's no, the, uh, <laughs> that's, that's actually, yeah. the guy actually speaks fluent English. He's like, yeah, not no. that funny, Miles. <laughs> yeah, no, that's what it was. I'm sure he's like, dude, all your jokes are shit, and you the need true better villain jokes. arc. I would love that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, a fellow named Rennie, uh, he was great. Uh, so that was that was a great one to to end the end the day on. Nice. Yeah, the we, we I was pretty happy getting you in stop because I I knew that even if the iron blasters could see you, there was not going to be a whole lot done to you. The um they they they're, they're good. They are good. Yeah. As soon as you have an amble, uh, like I I played one game with the iron blasters. I just don't like I don't like the list. Uh, but I played no, one game enough. with them and they absolutely shredded something that has no saves. And then we uh I was watching someone else play against um something with five up boards because I know they're the bane of my existence. And sure. One turn of rolling. They were the bane of Rene's existence too. Yeah, for exactly. sure. So one turn of rolling hot and five awards is just enough to 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 kill their turn. Because if all your if your game plan is around doing damage with three cannons and, and maybe the stonehorn as well, yeah. uh, and, and it doesn't go well for a turn, that's twenty percent of your game plan down the drain. You know? Oh, absolutely. And, no, and, and there I, was like, like time after time, is like okay. Four armor saves on sixes. Cool. I made two sixes. Cool. That's eight damage somehow, right? Cool. Saved four or five ups, right? Yes. <laughs> that variance is super wild, yeah. Right? Like, it was just like I think, I think, somebody... I think on average, that's like 20 damage. Yeah. yeah. Like four Not wounds, eight. that's true. 20, 16 to 20 damage or something. Like 15 to 20 damage. You, you say you fail one year, you pass one year six up, and then it's like 15 to 20 damage, depending on if you pass it or not, and then you get your five up. So like yeah, yeah. he should be, you should be taking your ten to thirteen, fourteen wounds. You know what I mean? That and you yeah. took four. <laughs> exactly, and that happened like one after the other after the other. It was like, what the fuck is happening? I don't yeah. even know what's. Ha- I don't even know what's happening anymore. Gut rot yeah. continued to be the MVP of the entire event. He's awesome, right? I love that. Guy. I think, 
Yeah. He killed oh he killed Carl's general. That was fantastic on a on a nine inch charge. He's a nice base piece. He's a great base piece. Like remember the oh, yeah. time that he just I had to ignore him because you had your whole army over there. Like I, like if you play against the castle specifically, or something that even doesn't have a very mobile offensive threat, like he's quite tanky. Yeah. You can't just send off like my Don Raiders, remember they used to go after him and do nothing to him. Yeah, and, and, and die then, and lose that fight. And, yeah. And, uh, yeah, and then the Don Raiders would die. They just get flashed. But um just, I remembered on there what you're the what you're saying there about your opponents on the, the Stonehorn charging in and then uh, I did the exact I did something similar um in one of my games where I was like, I'm gonna take this uh, desecrate. And I only saw it was actually a miscounting. I only thought he had um two models on it, but he mm-hmm. had four because I didn't see the spheranx. Mm. I, like I, 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 I That's how the spheranx him. gets you. That's yeah, specifically how it gets you. But I basically <laughs> sloppily I sloppily moved my uh Rue Riders. And I didn't need to move three inches, but only four were in range. So he had a Varen guard and a Spearanx within three inches. And because of that, it cost me the battle tactic. Oh. But that was, that was sloppy play. Yeah. But there's been so many times where I have a plan and I'm moving through the plan, like Desecrate and you know that sort mm-hmm. of thing. But then an opportunity comes up that I didn't anticipate or didn't expect. And I just yeah. forget about the plan. And I, I make a quick, uh, I, call, I call a quick audible to make a different play. And yeah. then it, I realized, oh, that was the reason I was doing this in the first place. Yep. And you're just like, I've, I've either exposed myself or um, I've, uh, I'm now having a higher risk if the double hits me or sure. I've, I've failed my battle tactics, something like that. I'm just like, why did I do that? But it's, it's, that's, that's fatigue. That's your fatigue setting in where you just mm-hmm. you don't have your thoughts collected properly. Um, like as I said, me and Pavel were absolutely destroyed in our last game. And it was a very sloppy game, but we were both very, like, uh, honest with each other, very intentional. Like, we literally spoke our turns out at the start. Not just the phase, the turn at the start of each turn. Nice. Like, I'm just going to do this. And, and then at the end, by the end of turn four and five, we were literally not, like, I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot to cast with this unit and then teleport them. Do you mind if I do it now? And he's like, yeah, yeah no problem. And he's like, oh, yeah. I, I, and, he's, and he's like, I forgot to shoot with this unit. Do you mind if I do it? Yeah, yeah no problem. Yeah, yeah he, he forgot so- to shoot with six of his crossbows and I was like yeah, yeah go ahead I'm not like you know you were meant to shoot with them we're just fucking we were barreling through the game because we were our first couple of turns were fairly uh, cagey because I couldn't see him and I was being very cagey and he was being cagey because he didn't want me to teleport and see him sort of thing and uh, yeah. yeah and then he, he forgot to shoot them and then I was like yeah, yeah go ahead and he he also forgot to move them so he moved them shot them rolled like all five pluses and I was like oh my god that hurt with the, uh, the crossbow dude there's like three mortal wounds on each six and two mortal wounds on a five. Oh yeah, yeah, that's the that's the dream for those crossbow dudes. But that was it. Like the end that 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 round six, me and him were just destroyed. Um, at least we were both destroyed because yeah. we could be destroyed together. <laughs> you guys deserved each other that round. You're like, oh yeah. thank god. <laughs> exactly. So so uh, that was amazing. So uh, Team America, you guys went three and three. I think over the course of the weekend, if I'm if I'm. Uh, yes, we finished. Yeah, because our our last round we got to play. Um, I know it's not about the wins and losses. It's no, really about no, the th- points. But yeah. no, 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 well, well, no, no. Well, and, and it's actually a great segue because our 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 last round we ended up playing um, Team Spain. And mm-hmm. again, another we had them marked on our list as a dark horse. We thought they were going to really have a hell of a come up, and they sh- they sure did. I mean, talk sure. about like the 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 captain was literally playing the Beast of Chaos with Bellacor and all the Unger Raiders. He has that famous Twitter post. He literally recreated the white scar moment for everyone. Oh my god, again, which was so good, so cool, <laughs> so good. Um, we literally won five out of our three games there, but because of the points, we ended up losing the round. 
And oh, so, wow. like, talk about, like, literally the wins don't matter as much as the points do. It truly yeah. – I mean, and they were excellent to play. So, like, we had a really That's good awesome. good round with them. It was a great way to finish. Um, had tons of fun. So I yeah, just, I just mentioned that it's 3-3 because, you know, we also went 3-3. So, basically, ah. <laughs> it's <Yes>. the same. <laughs> By the transitive property, we are equals. Yes. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. The, the ranking doesn't matter. You got 3-3. Exactly. We went 3-3. Three three. Same, same. But, but you're right. But also, you're right, same. Michael. Though you're right, though, about the whole like you know the, the point system. Like we were, re- we weren't as good at losing as other teams were. Um, like we we would. Well, I remember uh, we had. Uh, I was working it out in one of our games. I was like, oh look, we're two games down, two games up. That's fine. Oh look, I think we were like four and four, but then it ended up. Sorry, we were five and three, but it ended up being like eighty-two seventy-eight because we got twenty nil in our two in the two right. lo- loses. But I don't think. I think we might have had one or two twenty nils all 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 tournament, and yeah. but we had a, we but uh, but some of our players, a good few of our players, are twenty nils over the over the course of the tournament. So other teams were better at not getting twenty nils as opposed to winning. That was that was that was probably I think that would be one of my next goals as a team was to learn yeah. how to get smashed less. Do you know what be I mean? Be a it's better just, loser. That was yeah, our be phrase. A, be a better uh, loser. Be a better loser. <laughs> Because that was the difference between a lot of the points. Like we were dropping points massively because of that. Like, like we kind of expected in some games that the Fire Slayers, uh, Miles, and mm-hmm. uh, uh, Feck were going to get bad matchups. Uh, the, the Night Hunt was meant to be like our our mid range kind of matchup, and he kind of he did he did already. He got kind of smashed in one of his rounds, but and he got bust a couple of times. But again, we kind of expected certain people to get maybe three points, mm-hmm. and I think those people did average above what they were like Miles and. Miles and uh, Johnny definitely got above what they were meant to get. Nice. Um, for the whole weekend, they definitely they definitely overperformed. <laughs> I underperformed quite significantly. Um, getting twenty nil by gifts or nineteen one, I can't remember which was, was definitely bad. Was 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 a big impact. Now, but I underperformed in general in my in a few like underperformed against Jeremy. Um, I underperformed against the uh, the non Bellacore slaves list quite sure. quite like quite twenty points. You know what I mean? I got twenty nil instead of. But your analysis is spot on, though. Like, I mean, you sounds like yeah. in those big ones, and that's the big thing. It's like set your expectations, see where you landed, what was your actual, yeah. and then go back and find it. And it, like, I, the, just talking here, you're like, cool, the Jeremy game. You guys had no idea how big of an impact that Alpha Beta map pack was going to play exactly, into that yeah. matchup. And that was that went from your big win to oh shit, this is actually way closer yeah. than it could have been. And then Ali heads up play on him. He saw an opportunity in a losing game, realized it was safe to take the shot, took the shot, got you know. Got lucky, yeah. took the shot, got it, and that swung at 15 points the other way. I mean, those two big things there are – one is a little bit more decision tree. The other one, you're like, I mean, this one is just out of my hands. And and you know what? Yeah. That's okay. If you recognize it like, – because especially like when I talk to like a lot of new players. I've been doing this for like playing a long, long time, and I get to see new players at Journey. And everyone starts talking about dice, and then everyone stops talking about dice. And eventually you come back to this bell curve and realization that if both players are playing perfectly, guys – there will just be a dice moment. Yep. Like it's okay. You have to put yourself in these situations where if you can honestly say, this is it right here, guys, you, we should sign this when it's done. Cause this is it. This is the flip. Let's see yeah, how it yeah. goes. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm always hoping that flips a three up, but you know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I, actually, I actually have a question. I know we're going to wrap up soon, but I actually have a question for, for you, Michael was, uh, I heard a lot of, I heard, uh, some rumors that some of the, the American team may not be back next year. And I'm fearful that, that I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna see the guys again. I'm not gonna see my friends again. So <laughs> yeah, it's. Are, are you gonna, are you gonna, are you gonna uh, tell us the dirty little secret, or who, who's, so, who's not coming back? Or 
so I think I think every player you know has it in their head that like a, a few of us kind of came in and saying you know we've been doing this since the beginning. The, a few of us want to kind of take a step down because um, the, the the beautiful part is you, to you know what you're saying. Like I mean, we get to see our friends internationally, which is great. Um, but being as large a country as our, I mean, like we we've really fostered our own community. We call it the Minuteman Program, where we've got a lot of people who are ready to take the next step and do this. And and I think we're all really kind of looking at it from a holistic view of hey, we've really kind of had our shot. We've really done it. We've 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 you know, no and I've been there three times. Bill and Sean have been there four times. Roger's been there a couple times since ETC with me. Like it's like there's a lot of folks of us who've done it for so long and it's so fun and it is exhausting. It's a beautiful exhaustion, but it's exhausting. Yeah, yeah. And we also want to make sure that other players get a shot to experience this wonderful opportunity. So it's I do think our team will look a little different. I think some players will step down. Some people will come back. But I think the one thing we've really focused on the past two to three years is to make sure that we've got a nice depth of roster to say, hey, it doesn't matter who's coming from America. It will be the same caliber. It will be the same quality of individual. It'll be the same type of people. So what I'll say to you, Mick, is you may not see some of your friends, but I promise you're going to meet five new ones. (laughs) Make new friends. Excellent. That's it. That sounds good. I think I think that's a great uh, that's a great spot to to end on. That's a good message for all of our listeners, right? We're gonna have uh, five new friends from America next year. Well, maybe not five. Well, we'll, I mean, however many swap up, it'll be that many. You know. (laughs) Yeah, it'll be. Uh, I would love to do the same with Ireland. Like I, I'm tentatively taking a step back in terms of playing, based on the fact that I'm having a third child this year, but. I'm keeping, thank you, I'm keeping in the team in the sense that I want to play games, want to keep, uh, you know, the, the people going, I want to keep playing. I just love Warhammer, so like I'm going to keep playing. But uh, when it comes around to it, I don't want it to be a case that like this year we were depending on the eight people that went, we were depending on those eight people to be available. Do you know what I mean? Right. To, at the end, we, we didn't have a ninth person. Yep. So I think this year we might have, we will have extra people. So I basically want to be in a position where I can come along as a non-playing coach, but I don't have to do as much prep with the lead up um, or I could just come along to support from the sidelines you know because uh, I'd love to do that I, I'm really trying to establish a uh, a culture of it. Team Ireland isn't just the eight players that go over the coach and the captain it's 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 a uh, it's more like we have a, similar to like um, football clubs and uh, baseball clubs so we're, uh, we want to kind of establish that let everybody have training days let everybody have match days let's have 15-20 people playing each other and showing their and then at the end of the the end of the season or the start of the season or whatever, we go, right, who's making the eight the cut for six nations? Who's making the cut for worlds? You know, who's right. who's 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 fit for it, you know? And then we can do that. Uh and that's what I'm hoping for. I'm hoping that we have enough people. We have a, a, a mini teams event this this uh this weekend actually. Next next week yeah, this weekend. And there's, there's five teams at it. So it's only gonna be three rounds. We're gonna actually have a buy round that everybody gets a buy round so it doesn't okay. affect anything. Um, but there's a lot of new people, so we're going to do a little workshop on how on the approach to teams events, um, and just kind of get people uh, over the hump of teams being a, an enigma or anything like that because we wouldn't have much in Ireland, and maybe that might encourage people to travel a bit more or you know to do it a bit more. Maybe we might yeah. have a bit more uh, team clashes, just one one off, you know, rather than just always having single pickup games. Maybe you have like, team pickup games, you know. So um, yeah, I'm buzzed. I'm buzzed for that part of it. It's, whether I play or not, whether I go or not, I'm buzzed for that part of it. Just getting more people involved and hoping we have a nice, healthy community to choose from to send over to represent us. Well, and, and that's just it too. Like, and, and hopefully, like, because I, I can say this honest, I've, I've 
been a coach, an assistant, a player. Like I've done, I've done it all. I've, I've, me and Anthony Lawrence up in Boston have really kind of fostered this minimum program. So like that's the big thing. Like it's easy for people to kind of get their hearts broken if they try out for the team. They don't make that list. But I tell everyone, it's like, dude, your involvement stops whenever you want. I said I, the biggest honor you can have is if you're playing with your teammates, whether you're a traveling member or not. Mm-hmm. If your traveling members go overseas and they win a game because of one of the things that you showed them in a practice game, you are a part of that win. It is Absolutely. we are the team, period. I love that. Yep. I was also Bye thinking, on. while Mick was saying there, uh, there is, and I don't know that this is the moment or the target the target demographic, but we do have a learn to play thousand point event going on in two weeks at Underworlds. Yeah. <laughs> nice. So if you want to come play Age of Sigmar, uh, we'll have a couple of guys from Team Ireland there to show you the ropes. And uh, I'm playing Cruel Boys, so that'll be great. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Can't see me. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> um, that sounds like it. we've come to a great place. And uh, I want since we've had such uh, Matt couldn't join and Jack had to leave early. I need you guys to help me with a tradition of Always Strikes Last, which is the uh, game of chicken we have at the end of every episode to see who can get the last word. Um, sure. So thanks to you guys for joining me on this episode. Thanks to people for listening. Uh, remember. Uh, if you don't strike first, strike last, or something like that. I don't know. The tagline's still, you know, we're, we're two in two years into this podcast and the tagline's still in progress. Drink first, we'll strike there. last. There we go. Strike first, strike <laughs> I, last. I like that. I, I can't deal with the stress here. Someone needs to do the last word. It's, the, yeah. it's, just, it's killing the pressure. It's killing me here. It's, it's pressure. <laughs> Love it.